and welcome to Fear Number 9 of Becky and Marie's first annual 12 Fears of Christmas. Today, I think we're going to be talking about terrifying Christmas-related food and drink, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so much terrifying right now about food and drink. I mean, just going grocery shopping is terrifying. Yeah. When I was going to the That's store, there's tons of people that are just staring at, you know, they go down an aisle and they stand in front of a section just staring for it seems like 15, 20 minutes. It's like, I need you. Dropping their coat all over everything. Yeah. I'm like, I need you to freaking move so I can get my bullet rye whiskey, you know, and not get COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of holiday food, you kind of freaked me out a couple of, a couple of days ago with a nutmeg. (laughs) Nutmeg as a recreational drug. Yeah. I was like, this is be, I mean, why don't we know more about this? So this was featured in our um, Five Ways Christmas Can Kill You, which I believe is fear number five. And we talked about, so if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one. Because somehow people can actually get poisoned from nutmeg. And I don't know if if I just wasn't interested as a young woman or if my grandmas and mothers were just so over it. Well, I didn't have extra mothers. My grandmother and mother, sorry. Yes. My mothers. Your mothers. Uh, but like the grandmas taught the moms how to do all this cooking stuff and sewing and all this practical stuff. My mom didn't show me nothing. So here's me. I could just be like, hey, I'm going to make this holiday recipe. And you know how you, when you're cooking, you're just like tablespoon, maybe a sprinkle more. I could just be killing myself with nutmeg. Right. What if you'd already done that? Then we would never have had this podcast. That's right. So I don't know, did you mention in the last podcast the, the comp, chemical compound myristicin? Did you mention that? No, I just, I just read that there are people who've been hospitalized from ODing on it. Okay, so in nutmeg is this chemical compound called myristicin. And it's similar to peyote or mescaline. Like it has the same properties. Really? Yeah. So according to healthline.com, the effects of sort of mild nutmeg poisoning would be nausea, dizziness, and hallucinations. That's why when you said peyote, I'm like, wait a second. That's why people did it recreationally. You know, it's so weird because I had a boyfriend in college that was always trying to get me to do like mushrooms and hallucinogenics. In college, I was like, so don't do drugs. I was like Nancy Reagan. No, you're and, very square away. Um, Big show that was. Yeah. Now, mind you, I still didn't want to try marijuana, but they convinced me that night to try mushrooms. This is a house, like, gentlemen, a compound. This house was like one of those tract houses built in like the 60s for all these military people who live moving to Lubbock, I think. And the minute you walked in the house, you're on this, you're in the living room and there's giant bongs everywhere. I mean, this was like not the kind of house you would think Marie in college would have been living in. (laughs) Marie didn't think she would be living in this, I mean, in this house either. Marie was not happy about living in this house. No, it was horrible. It was it was a drug den. And I didn't know this before I moved in with these people. Anyway, the group had convinced me to try magic mushrooms. But then the guy I was dating went out to try and procure them and was not able to. So it was a big, oh, okay. it was a big bummer. So you never did it. So I never did it. So by the time 
he wasn't able to get them and then he procured them much later i was like off the kick of wanting to do mushrooms yeah he missed his window of time he did but the thing is we probably could have just done nutmeg so did you read how much nutmeg was is the required amount to hallucinate so the ladies and gentlemen the you know we're not recommending ODing on nutmeg please get your (laughs) hallucinogenics from a a legal source and stay healthy jeez but it's a similar compound to peyote or mescaline. Nobody is saying it's amazing. You should do it. Like they're all saying it's crap. Yeah. I mean, but then I don't really hear great stories about peyote either. Isn't it people like in sweat huts in Arizona, they're just puking everywhere. And maybe we should do a live show where we go to a sweat hut and take peyote and record it. I'd love it. I have my overrated Christmas food uh, list. Give it to me. Um, Jello with a bunch of shit in it. How do you feel about that? <laughs> okay, so I have a lot to say actually about Jello with a bunch of shit in it. It's not that I like it. It's a, a nostalgia thing because believe it or not, in my family, every year there were two Jello molds on the table. One was Coke salad and the other was Sprite salad. I've actually never made the the Coke salad myself, so I was like trying to look it up online. It has cream cheese mixed in it. Yeah, I bet it does. It, yeah, but for me, things with like lumpy things in it, and I don't care what the, what the item is. I don't care if it's brownies, cookies, things with lumpy things. Like if you put a nut in a cookie or or in a brownie or or banana bread, if you put nuts in banana bread, I, ugh. so anything lumpy inside of something that shouldn't be lumpy, <laughs> I, I hit the eject cord. Like I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. Um, Congealed congealed meat is pretty disgusting. I was was looking up just to try to find some pictures of of Jello. I was looking up jelly Jello, and then one of them was gelatin fish, like fish cooked. I think it's in Poland, by the way. Love all y'all in Poland, but if you want to kind of be grossed out by meat or fish, (laughs) Google some of those pictures because whole. Oh my goodness! I sent you an email from BuzzFeed. This is a BuzzFeed article by Rachel Miller just so we can make sure we do our sources. So my mom was very, very much into entertaining. She had like five China patterns and all this crystal. And she was always having people over for fancy parties. And With no alcohol though, Marie. I've never even been to one that didn't no have alcohol. alcohol. A fancy dinner party. With no alcohol. Are you sure there wasn't like somebody sneaking in a flask and just dropping it in their water glass or whatever? No, no, these were church people. They didn't drink. I mean, I'm sure the non-church people that came over were like, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. There's this nine-year-old. Like, I wish somebody warned me. There's no alcohol and a shrimp. There's this tree, the songbird over there. Yeah. yeah. Congealed salad. But anyway, so she, I mean, she even had like a silver punch bowl. She had like every type of entertaining thing. Anyway, scattered all over the house were good housekeeping, Southern living, like all these women's magazines. And, and she'd mm-hmm. been doing this clearly from the time she was a young woman. Because some of these were really old. And when I look at these pictures, these are clearly from those magazines. Yes, from those old magazines. Yes. So can I tell you the one that really hurts my soul? Number 11. Oh, yeah. The vegetable and tuna jello wreath. <laughs> vegetable like... and tuna jello wreath. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, it looks even worse than it sounds. <laughs> it's tuna. It's got radish does are those olives in there yeah there's olives in there oh my gosh (laughs) y'all who is doing this well now we're on to the 
nutmeg sex party that, right? that's got to be part of well the shrimp christmas oh tree goodness. is going to be at the nutmeg sex party for sure <laughs> for sure so just on the, oh. scene, on, the, on the topic of this i found this cool article from nbc news on december 24th of 2017 and there's this woman laura shapiro who wrote this book called perfection salad from 1986 she says the 20th century set foods and science and convenience at the fingertips of homemakers. Colorful and chemically wondrous and new foods were aesthetically pleasing if deliberately bland. And unlike the foods of the past, they were done in a few bowls by busy housewives and they were done. It goes on to say that with each dish, you could tweak things and make it a part of you. Recipe cards and contests immortalized the home cooks with their favorite dishes and communities where women were increasingly, the article says increasingly literate women, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, that's kind of bad. Increasingly literate women were deciding to take that literacy and make jello recipes. That's so empowering. Scientifically inspired cooking became more endemic in the post-World War era as gelatin became more widely and cheaply available and convenience foods became a way of life. Take the aforementioned 7-Up seven, seven Salad, a green nightmare in which mayonnaise, marshmallows, gelatin, and soda pop meet maraschino cherries, cookies, and non-dairy whipping top. <laughs> to see how a popular dessert qualifies as a salad because of the inclusion of fruit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you that just sums up that whole era. It does. We're going to put this on our website, fearthispodcast.com. Click on the top for 12 fears of Christmas because these pictures speak for themselves. I mean, there's a shrimp Christmas tree. What about eggnog? Okay, I want to talk about eggnog. Let's I, do it. We got to wrap I this up. a lot to here. say about eggnog. Okay. The smell of eggnog is disgusting to me. The, the words eggnog are disgusting too. That's a disgusting word. <laughs> the word, the word nog? Egg, egg what if we have apricot nog? Like any nog is, is offensive? Any nog is offensive, but nog, the egg and the nog together are particularly <laughs> disgusting. Does that sound like an appetizing thing? If I, I mean, absent all this Christmas stuff, if I said to you, hey, Becky, I have some cheese nog that I want you to try. How about some yeah. fish nog? You want to have some fish nog? <laughs> some. What about some sugar cookie nog or something that you like? Well, it's it's better. No, the nog eliminates the food group. So for those so then, of y'all who haven't had eggnog, I looked it up. This is what it's generally made out of. This is myrecipes.com, December 20th, 2019. Milk, eggs, cream, sugar, and it's seasoned with the notorious nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not in my family, then there might be whiskey, sherry, or brandy or rum yeah that's the thing part in, in the in the holidays people just put a bunch of you know different alcohols in it but when you think about it being raw eggs is basically somebody's making mayonnaise you think about how good cake batter tastes you just described ingredients for cake batter too yeah, that's true that's true you know whenever i hear the word noggin i think of this friend of mine that has a really big head <laughs> and we call him uber noggin <laughs> to his face <laughs> oh buddy he likes it he oh, okay, good. Or he's secretly plotting to murder us. I'm about to say, watch your back. So apparently in the 18th century, people started doing it in uh, in the U.S. But in the U.S., we used whiskey because brandy was something that wasn't readily available. And I don't know if you know this, but George Washington was a big eggnog fan. 
Oh, history lesson and everything today. Well, I would say if anybody is friends with me and they're watching this, I've been thinking about this. Or if you're watching this, if you're watching this, you're amazing. Turn off your webcam. You're creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, I was saying to James, like one of the awesome things about being an executive or, or somebody with power is that at the holidays, like everybody and their dog sends you a gift basket with all sorts of gourmet food. I want gift. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, this is. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, people, you corporate gift buyers out there, stop sending giant tubfuls of popcorn, please. <laughs> It's over. It's what was. Nobody wants to eat that. It's COVID covered. It was never good to begin with. So here's a positive way to end. You know, that previous article that I read to you from NBC News about, about the woman that was discussing why we eat all these crazy foods. Yeah. Christmas. She says this, we're trying to feed two things deep inside of us, nostalgia and memory. And we have a lot of recipes. The next generation will seek to recreate the memories of their own tables. Get ready for sriracha green beans or kimchi latkes and a festive sushi. Yeah, imagine what never <laughs> Definitely the new Christmas stuff is going to have sriracha in it for sure. Yeah, it all will, yeah. Everything right now has sriracha in it, so. A sriracha sure. shrimp Christmas tree. You're going to put that in your jello mold and sushi in your jello mold. And, oh. and maybe have a little nutmeg sweat lodge night. I don't know. Welcome to our nutmeg sweat lodge, people. <laughs> Hallucinate the holiday spirit right out of you. <laughs> that is our fear. We're going to move on tomorrow to fear number 10. Mm -hmm. It might be Rudolph, it might not. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.